sir welcome back to another bonus episode of motown and coney i'm back with my main man tommy what up though so i know you were j- jacked up for this this bonus episode <laughs> uh, we haven't really talked uh nba uh, t- too much as of late uh I think the last time we did, Kyrie was the center of the universe. Uh, at this point, though, I think the NBA is going alongside the the NFL for me. I I, I don't know what the hell is going on. Uh, <laughs> Golden State can't seem to win on the road. The Lakers still look like they may be the worst team in the league. Yeah, Brooklyn, they passed some disappointing losses some unexpected wins portland uh i don't know they they look pretty good uh your your pelicans you you might be you might still be on to something with the pelicans uh but i don't know it just seems like this this has gotten off to a weird start oh Weird is not the word. <laughs> it's, you know, this has been insane, man. Like, I I really don't know who's good in football. You really don't know. I guess in basketball either because they're really trying to fill each other out. It's just, it's just insane, man. And then also in college, too. Like, um, I bring up Michigan State being the best unranked team in history, NCAA history. Yeah, so, they're so saying, uh... <laughs> Speaking of Michigan State, um, they they lost to number two Gonzaga in a game they should have won. Um, they they were up right. by like what six at halftime. Um, have had the ball on the last possession with a with a chance to tie or or to win, um, and then they take um, Kentucky to to double overtime and. and let me give a shout out to Tom Izzo because Michigan State ran some amazing plays um, yesterday, like especially out of bounds wise. Uh, Michigan State ran some some pretty good sets. So, um, mm-hmm. awesome, awesome job coaching. Uh, yeah, you you he may be on to something. Michigan State might be. Uh, the best unranked team. Uh, if they're not ranked after this week, I, I, I find me twenty five teams better than 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 how Michigan State has played so far. Man, they they're playing at such a high level and with a sense of urgency early, and to have this stack schedule. We were talking about the scheduling too, and you were saying shout out to uh, Tom Izzo for having a schedule this tough this early in the season. And it's definitely paying off, man. Like, it, 
you can tell from these first couple of games that Michigan State means business. Yeah, they they look locked in. Uh, God, what the the guard Atkins? Uh, they they got some ballers. Uh, Michigan, I watched them a little bit today. Play uh, Pittsburgh and the what was it? The Vivacy Classic or something. Uh, they they look like Jawan Howard might be right. This might be his deepest team. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that too. Might be his deepest man. It's so it seems like everybody on this squad is really talented, man, and can really go further. Like I'm, I'm waiting to see, like who can take that next step into being like a superstar. Because we we watched a lot of the players over the years grow and, you know, stick with the squad. A lot of – and it's kind of surprising that this time, like, Hunter Dickinson is, like, basically the last of the, you know, the people from the that uh, the championship run. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, because, like, it's – and now I'm waiting to see who's going to stick around and who's going to be that next uh, Hunter Dickinson. And, yeah, man, it's, it's like it's going to be a fun season. Like yeah. the Big Ten is a force to reckon with. Yeah, it'll be so. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, think Big Big Ten basketball is a lot deeper than Big Ten football because I don't know Big Ten football. After you get past Ohio State, Michigan, it falls off a, a damn cliff. Yeah, it it really goes bad. <laughs> but at the same time. Only one that one team though that did lose to um, Michigan and Ohio State, not too bad. And they're, they kick butt in other um, is Penn State. They kick butt in, in other teams too. And yeah, it's Penn State. But yeah, I, I don't know if I even want to put them close though. Yeah, yeah. I'm, got the the Golden State Phoenix game on, and Phoenix has on these teal. Jerseys, and I do not know what the hell I'm looking at. <laughs> it's, it's throwing me <laughs> off. I, I understand, like, the NBA. They're doing a, a very unique thing with the city jerseys. I would like the NFL to do something similar. It would be nice, uh, even for, like, the Lions to bring back the the, the throwback with the all gray helmets or all silver helmets, whatever you want to call them. Um, I feel like the NBA might be the best league as far as like marketing. Yeah, you're right. Um, right about that. Because I really like those, uh, the, the St. Cecilia, uh, Detroit Pistons jerseys. Like, Yo, those are dope. And it came out of nowhere too. AKA the Saint Cecilia, AKA the uh, Vernon's jerseys. <laughs> Other than having a child, that might be the biggest thing. But Big Sean has done this year. Yeah, because those jerseys are dope, and then they're also wearing them for like seven or eight games a season too. Yeah, pretty so dope jersey. I would actually like to see them those jerseys and the teal jersey more than their actual regular jerseys. Dang, you're right. I mean, I would too. It just seems like they they come ready to play when they play in the uh, the exotic color jerseys that they have. Yeah, even the um, all black ones that they got with the I don't know. I'm just 
I don't know. I kind of want the Pistons to go back to the teal look permanently, but yeah, that'll be too much. Like right, <laughs> yeah, that'll be too much. Like right, you know, like when they wore those teal jerseys. I'm not going to say they did a lot of winning in those jerseys because they were actually rebuilding. So you know, we got a chance to watch like Grant Hill, Allen Houston, Lizzie Hunter, and. uh and then, of course, I think Jerry Stackhouse came Yeah, along Jerry Stackhouse was, was part of the Teal era. Um, Joe Dumars, towards the end of his career. Um, Jerome Williams, William, was that his name? With the Mr. Mm-hmm. T. Junkyard Dog, yeah. yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> the hustlers, man. All the hustlers back then. Yeah, so. Yeah, so I, hustlers get to the bar. Yeah, um. I I like the teal ear. I always wonder what would have happened if maybe Grand Hill stays, but uh, Joe Dumars or was able to turn Grand Hill into Ben Wallace and Chucky Atkins and uh, set the stage for the 2004 Pistons. So I have a question. We're about 16 games into the NBA season. Mm. Any NBA Finals prediction? Wow, you know what, man? That's that is because <laughs> my preseason one is out the window. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> if you would have asked me this, if you would have asked me this like earlier in, in the season, we did our early in the season predictions. Now to now, this is just I don't know what the hell is going on. Like I can't even give you an accurate answer. Like it's so up and down. I don't know what is going on right now. I don't even know who's good in NFL either. Like I was saying, I, NBA, NFL, I don't know what's going on. So yeah, just, yeah, I, it's a up-down season. Because um, the beginning of the year, I probably would have said Clippers, Brooklyn, I don't know if I had to make a prediction now. Milwaukee. Wow. Boston, maybe. Uh huh. Which is crazy because I think Boston has like the best record in the NBA and the um, NHL right now. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know. Like, yeah. Boston, maybe. I, in, the, in the West, I have no freaking clue. Yeah, because everybody kind of like sucks. I, I was just looking at something today. Did you know that out of all the California teams in, in the NBA, you know that the Sacramento Kings has the best record out of all the teams? Yeah, that's not going to last. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you never it, know, though, this season. It, I like, mean, you never I, know. so I do feel like there's a possibility, there's a strong possibility that they will finish with a better record than the Lakers. Uh, but I don't see uh, – I feel like Golden State will figure it out. I feel like the Clippers will eventually uh, figure it out once uh, – the the Kawhi situation and Paul George, will they be able to stay healthy? I feel like it's the biggest question mark, but I feel like there's enough talent there where they'll finish with a better record than Sacramento. <laughs> 
the Lakers, I, I, I mean, I, I like Darvin Ham. You know, I think he's a great coach. I just think that the, the Lakers is a it's a it's a bad constructor roster. Yeah, but uh, if if Sacramento finishes with the best record in the <laughs> of the California teams at the end of the season, maybe I'll do the one chip challenge. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, we both had to do the one chip challenge because, but you know what? The way the teams are set up, and with these injuries and everything, it looks like it might stand. Because, like, I was thinking, like, well, maybe Golden State will come back and be that team. They just sent sent Wiseman to the D League, and they're in a lot of the games they're still winning. They're getting everybody's best punch, and they're being real physical. And I don't know, man. Clay Thompson, it just ever since Barkley called him out, I think Clay hasn't been playing well. Yeah, I, I, I really still bad. think that you have to. I don't know. I just, I, I have a feeling they'll figure it out. That's, mm, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they 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 gotta figure it out. It's, I've never seen a championship team struggle like that. So you gotta be right about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't. Well, they gotta figure it out. The the Super Bowl champs and the NBA champs can't both struggle in the same year. The defending champs, I should say, but it, it just can't. These these teal jerseys that Phoenix have on, uh, I feel like I'm watching OKC. I'm so confused, but. Hopefully, I just feel at this point like I don't know sports. I don't feel confident betting on sports at this point. Yeah, you're right. Like I, I don't know sports, and I don't through. It's like I'm just throwing my money down the toilet, like every time. I think the final straw was watching Philadelphia lose to the Commanders. The Washington Commanders. Uh... <laughs> That's the final straw for me, right there. I'm done. Like I, I don't know. That's that was the final straw. And if, yeah, and I mean it was, it was really Heineke. Uh, I don't know. Somebody was saying the Lions need to uh, sign him, but I'm like that would be like the equivalent equivalent of signing Scott Mitchell from Miami years ago. Uh, you're right about that. Yes. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> who who would have thought that the Washington Commanders um, would give the Philadelphia Eagles their their first loss of the season? Man, I would have. You would have told me that. Just that's why I think I was so encouraged to put a couple of dollars extra on this because I was like, you know what? <laughs> no, ain't no way. You know, if I'm gonna get ain't one no game right, it's gonna be this one. Yeah, I was like, ain't no way. Ain't no way possible. And then So so you wanna happened. hear something crazy that mm-hmm. I saw today? There All is right. a possibility in the NFL that both the uh all the teams in the AFC East and the NFC East will make the playoffs. Uh-uh. Wow. That's all, that's all I can basically say as well. Right now in the uh, NFC East, 
every team is would make the playoffs. Except the the Redskins. Right. Wow. Then I think all the teams in the AFC East would make the playoffs. Mm. Um okay, I got the good one for you. Did you know that the Lions, right, are still in contention? And I know that I know that we, we talked about the Lions possibly making the playoffs, right? Playoffs. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a foreign language. No, I was well, I referred to the beginning of the season. We we looked at them as a long shot. They're still in it. Like you just said, a lot of teams are still in it, basically. But I got a good question for you. What are the chances do you think that the Lions, even if they wind up going, let's say, 7-9, right? Well, actually, it's 17 games. So, what, 7-10? Yeah. Right? Or even, or even uh, let's say, like, 8-9. and 8-9? Yeah, something like that. And still making the playoffs because that's it could possibly happen this season with every, with a lot of teams being really horrible. They can do it. What do you? What are your chances? What do you think? And that's almost like the five and seven bowl team. Yeah, that's just not. <laughs> like <laughs> you might <well> just tank. <laughs> yeah, like you're there, but what really do you have to play for? That's true. Um, I, so here, here, my, um, I guess the, the Lions is in that spot where you, because they, they were having this debate on, um, sports radio the other day. Uh, you know, some people want them to tank for better, um, draft position and then, you know, there were like people like, oh, they need to win, you know, as much as possible. I'm gonna say it. There, there's not a player that I would tank for necessarily in this draft. And two, um, Brad Holmes has, I don't know, he's got my trust when it comes to draft. I would much rather just see the Lions win as many games as possible and build momentum in, into next year. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I do, I do think there are, cause what is it? I think it's like four or five teams every year in the NFL that like didn't make the playoff the year before that make it the next year. Um, but I, I would just like to see them build momentum, um, going into next season and like win or loss, um, last week. Your young player played pretty damn good game. Aiden Hutchinson had the unbelievable um, tackle for loss. He had a sack. Jeff Okuda looked like he belongs. Derek Byrne looked good. St. Brown looked good. Um, I know Rodrigo didn't play uh, in Chicago, but he looked good all season. So, I don't know. I just want to see them win as many games as possible and see the, the young players develop. That's that's all I want from the Pistons, too, although I'm convinced Dwayne Casey is not the right coach. Mm. 
I do have a coaching candidate, though, for the Pistons. Okay. Okay, so I'm pulling somebody. Well, they were in the college ranks, but they've retired. He would instantly become the best-dressed coach in the NBA. Okay. And Jay Wright, the former Villanova coach. Yo, that would be a hell of a now. That would be a good pickup. That would be a good pickup. But for some reason, I think that the Pistons hold on to the coach that they have because you got to remember the coach that they have. He's good at developing players, but as soon as they to get them to the next level, he can't do it. They're gonna fire him. I think as soon as they make get close to like so, making the playoffs, oh, so you're fire saying him. like a. Larry Brown replacing Rick Carlisle. Yeah, basically. That's basically what I think every team does that to the to the Pistons coach that they have. Like Toronto basically did it to him. Yeah. And as soon um, as they got rid of him. He won coach of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and literally <laughs> was looking for a job the next season. Uh Right, and there's it's nothing wrong with that because what he is is he's the coach that he's going to develop players. He's going to get Cade Cuttingham together. You notice Cuttingham was was really doing well this season before he was injured. Uh, Ivy's looking good. All those players are going to – next year they're going to be amazing. Add on, like, who, whomever else that they, they pick up. They're going to be good. And as soon as they win and make it to the playoffs, the next season they're going to fire him. Mark my words. Yeah, so I don't. That's how it goes, cause he he can get you to a certain level, but after that, it's time to move on from. They're not gonna keep him. He's not that next level coach. It's like, it's it's basically like that Rick Carlisle thing, like you were just saying, or like basically like Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson was good at developing players, but when you want to win championships, then you bring in Steve Kerr. That's oh, how it is. You had to. Bring up my boy Mark I hate Jackson. I, I really, I know, I hate it, man. I hate it, but it's true. I it's really, so true. I really would like to see that brother back, uh, even though he does an unbelievable job calling game for ESPN. I, I, that brother deserves a, a second shot at being a head coach in the league. Yeah, you right about that. He does, and I'm, a, I'm right in agreement with he's you. He's a better I, coach. I love, I love him. He's a better coach than Doc Rivers. <laughs> you know what? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm throwing shots today, people. Yeah, you're throwing shots for sure. Because I'm like, yo, Doc, Doc done served his time, man. He can't help it that he always finds himself in a situation where the team kind of, like, lets him down. Because he can be armed with the best players so, in the world. So let me ask you this. They, they don't show up. Is Doc Rivers a top 10 coach in the league? In this league today, yes. Because I, 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 I will challenge you. You said top 10. I'll yeah. challenge you and ask me to give you give me 10 coaches that are better than Doc Rivers right now. Steve Kerr. Okay. Greg Popovich. Okay. Tyron Lue. Okay, I, I, I'll give you that. I'll say Tyron Lue is basically like on the same level. Because Tyron Lewis was blessed with LeBron James and then blessed with Kawhi Leonard. So it, it's kind of tough. 
Um, yeah. Monty Williams. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. But that's fine though. I, now you, you, now you really. You, okay, you now. I can take. <laughs> I'll take Monty Williams off. Eric Spoelstra. Okay. Yeah. Of course, Eric Spoelstra. Yeah, he's awesome. All right. Now you have four. Okay. You said ten. That's it's it's really tough. Let me think. I'm trying to think. You know, so many teams. Thibodeau. No. Milwaukee, that's no. your team. I'm, su- I'm surprised. And you know, I'm not. Yeah, a Thib- then, like that's. I'm not that's a Thibodeau a fan. I know, but you made me realize that about Thibodeau. You like he put in, <laughs> he got put into a situation where he was blessed because to have <laughs> what, Giannis, the, who's a freaking freak and freak of nature, Harbaugh, bro. He, he was. <laughs> Take over on third base. <laughs> yeah, you took over on third base, yo. Like you, that is a blessing. You put anybody right there, like that's instant playoffs, man. Like I think that's right now. If Steve Kerr was the lead to go to State Warriors. That's like a blessing to inherit a team like that. Um, like, Jason Kidd. You know what? I really like Jason Kidd. I do think, in my mind, I think Jason Kidd is better. Yes, I agree. Um. So we have five, six. We have five the, or six. Who's right the there. coach in uh in Memphis? Oh uh, yeah, that guy. That guy's another one that's blessed too. He's one of those coaches that came out of um from the Euro League or something, and they made him a coach. Yeah, they kind of him up. Taylor Jenkins, yeah. that's his name. Yeah, and it's and it's not really much to him coaching, man. You got freaking John. You got all those guys over there, man, that just freaking amazing. Then they picked up some crazy draft picks and then trades. Like, you know who I really like too? And he's a uh, Detroit product. And I, I want to say that he's better than Doc Rivers. He, he hasn't really shown anything. Go ahead. And, are you going? Green? Are you going in? Yeah, you going to New Orleans? Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I really like him, man. I think he's an awesome coach, but I don't think he's better than Doc. He so is. I, I can't. because oh, <laughs> he hasn't done anything to to warrant him being better than Doc. You know, Doc got that championship. And you know, I, I just—it's kind of tough to get around that man. And t- and Doc had to deal with all those. Uh, okay, if you're not gonna put him ahead of Doc, he's on he, the same he's, level. He's basically. gonna prepare. He in the next year or so, he'll surpass Doc. Yeah, I think he'll surpass Doc in the next year or so. But Doc Rivers, man, I think he one thing he's good—he's—he's he's good at him and Nate McMillan the same coach and egos. Wow, you think Nate McMillan is basically the same coach as Doc Rivers? Yeah, yeah you send them crazy shots tonight, yo. Yeah, Chauncey Phillips <laughs> is a better coach right now than Doc Rivers. Oh, uh, come on, man! Now you know. <laughs> oh man, you crazy for that one? Oh man, no, I I wouldn't. I love Chauncey. I think he's doing a great job, but I wouldn't say he's a better coach than. Uh, I feel like Doc Rivers is one of the most overrated coaches in any sport. 
Wow, that yeah, your hatred runs deep for this man. We can. I don't even hate him. I just, I just, I feel like Mark Jackson's a better coach. Doc Rivers, go call some basketball games. I always revert back to listening to some of those Boston uh, Boston Celtics stories from uh, Big Baby Glenn Davis and Kendrick Perkins, Kevin Garnett. And all those guys about them getting into it, fighting, doing all types of crazy stuff with Doc Rivers being a coach, and for him to to get those guys through a championship run, like you had, that was insane. Because they, it seemed like they were a band of misfits, man. Like, and he he went to that team and put together like a crazy run. Yeah. And actually, if it wasn't for Ray Allen doing some bullshit and getting his feelings. They could have won a couple more in a row instead of him leaving. Mm, no. Then he then he did make a bad choice too. Don't forget they had Tony Allen on that team too, and then he traded Tony Allen to the damn Memphis Grizzlies. Just stupid. Rick Carlisle's a better coach. What? They paid for that championship, and LeBron them blew that too. Rick Carlisle's not a better coach, but he will forever have that championship. Which kind of sucks, and that's why it would put Dirk and the dog on top six. And I don't even think Dirk, Dirk, and I love Dirk Nowinski, but to have him in the same tier, you know, when you see that the tiers, and they have Michael Jordan as the first tier, then they have like LeBron and the, some of the other, like a few players second tier, then third tier they had like uh, I want to say it was like Magic Johnson and some of the other people. And then it was like Dirk Nowinski was on that that third tier too, and I'm like, come on, really, Dirk Nowinski? Come on, man. I don't think Dirk Nowinski is better than Isaiah Thomas, better than Zeke. And we can agree on that. Yeah, and they had Zeke. He's not better than Kobe, and then they had him in the same uh, category as Kobe. They had Kobe like a tier down from Dirk Nowinski. Like, yeah. are you serious? Yeah. But no, man, I think you, and still, and we still haven't got the 10 people that was there. Okay. You know, I, I think 10. we were at eight. Yeah, he's top 10 right now. And in, in today's NBA, he's top, top 10. 10. Barely hanging on. Yeah. He'll never win in Philly, though. I don't know, man, if they can get some stuff together. He's getting the best out of those players he has. He'll never win so. in Philly as long as. Joel Embiid and um, James Harden is on the team together. I don't know, man. I th- I think this is. I'll take I think, it. You know. I'll oh, take it a step further. James Harden will never win a ring. Wow! Unless he does, the, the John Sally and Gary Payton at the end of their careers. You know what I think? I think this year would be the best year. For them to win the championship, not gonna it's happen. so wide open. It's so wide open. They're not better than Milwaukee. A, I mean, they show flashes. Not consistent. They show though. flashes. I don't know, man. If if you can put, if you give, if you put, I don't know. That would be an interesting series. series. You got two yeah, bad head coaches can. coaching against each other. <laughs> 
oh Jesus, he said they going they coaching to see who can turn the ball over first. Yeah, which coach is gonna make a dumbass decision? No, you get out of his way when he <laughs> passed the ball. <laughs> oh shit, got me thinking about uh, goddamn uh, uh, what's the movie with the Flint Tropics? Uh, goddamn, <laughs> oh semi pro. <laughs> they keep passing the ball to each other. No, um, you know, I think the best thing that happened to Philly, though, is James Harden getting hurt. Because remember, James Harden was carrying them, and they were trying to figure out MB's role, and MB was having a bunch of shitty games. He kept running to that three-point line. But now they're on a winning streak without James Harden, and MB is dropping crazy guy-like numbers. So That's why I said they won't win together. I don't know, man. They probably can't put something together once. Because Embiid is hot. If James can come back, contribute. I know they never say never. You should never say never, but I'm saying never. Yeah, basically, yeah. He's saying never. <laughs> oh, man. You might as well call him the Houston Rocket with Scottie Pippen on him. Man, yeah. You silly. Speaking of Scottie Pippen, man, he can't catch a break. I'm hearing that uh, that Michael Jordan's son is dating his ex-wife now. Well, that's a good place to end it. <laughs> Sorry, Scotty. <laughs> First future, now Michael Jordan. Son. That's huh? all I said. No, and she used to babysit him. Man. It just make it over. It just make it so bad. Mm. So bad. World but, star. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, also, I had to, I wanted to say this, too. I know this was more, like, sports-related, but 21 Savage, shame on you. You should not Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get into um, that on our on our Monday podcast. It's, I got some words for 21 Savage, and I got some words for um, – some good words for Kodak Black, but – Oh, now you're a Kodak fan now. <laughs> you know, why does this episode have to end? Like, okay, so Monday we'll have more ammunition, guys. So stay tuned. Yeah. And we'll catch y'all Monday. Catch you on the B side. Peace.